Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, this is Jesse Cass here for the LMU Basketball Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network and the only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? And welcome, everybody, into the LMU Basketball Podcast. Jesse Cass back with you here after a couple of weeks off. Welcome back on the Believe Podcast Network here in the offseason, of course. So we've had a few weeks to digest and relax and now back at it here on the LMU Basketball Podcast. Of course, still in the offseason and still dealing with the pandemic out there. Hope everyone is staying safe and being smart. Uh, but we have, do have a great show for you this week. Uh, LMU assistant coach Greg Yonkowski is going to join us and uh, really great insight into taking the job, developing a rapport with the new staff, a lot of great stuff in the conversation with him. And right now in the offseason, you know, we've taken you through the recruits the Lions have brought in, uh, the team that they're going to have, the staff, of course, is complete. And really, now it's just about developing that chemistry. The only real outside news is that recruiting class that we already knew about is pretty highly touted and getting well-ranked and uh, a couple different rankings wherever you look, but they all seem to be near the top of the country. One ranking out had LMU at the, as the eighth best recruiting class of this year. One had them ninth, one had them twelfth. But regardless, just showing that immediate dividends being paid from Stan Johnson and his coaching staff. And one of those coaches, of course, as we mentioned, is Greg Yonkowski. So we're not going to waste any time. The new LMU assistant coach, Greg Yonkowski, on the show here on the Believe Podcast Network. Let's get to it. We're now joined here on the LMU Basketball Podcast by our guest, LMU New Men's Assistant Basketball Coach, Greg Yonkowski. Greg, thanks so much for taking the time to come on the show. Absolutely, Jesse. Really appreciate you having me. And Greg, we know that anytime you started a new place and a new job, it's exciting and there's a lot of change and it's different. But of course, it's kind of amplified with, with this year and this job and this situation. Uh, how's the adjustment been? I know you've already been in LA for a year with UCLA, but coming to a new program while dealing with this whole pandemic situation? Uh, it's definitely been as good as it can be. Uh, we're doing the best we can to, uh, you know, get to know each other as a staff. A lot of it's been through, you know, virtual like uh, apps like Zoom and FaceTime. But uh, it's been as great as it can be right now. And just, uh, you know, Coach Johnson always preaches to our staff and to our players to win the weight. And that's what we're trying to do right now. So we're trying to get a little bit better every day. So when we eventually get back to some normalcy we're ready to hit the ground running for for you and what is it like to kind of have build team camaraderie with like you said these zoom calls and get things going that way well we've been doing a once a week zoom call with the team and it's actually been really exciting so i think we've been doing it since probably some time in the middle of april or early april and it's like you know last couple weeks every time we've logged off i've talked to somebody on the staff or one of the guys on the team and you know, everyone says, oh, man, that was the best meeting we've had so far. It's, it's been really awesome to kind of see how this this team and this group of guys is starting to come together each week and just getting, you know, more and more comfortable with each other each week. And uh, it's not just once a week on Zoom. You know, Coach and the rest of our staff, uh, we always make sure we call our guys a couple times a week. And uh, I, I would say we have as strong as relationships with our team as we possibly can uh, going into next season for what's going on right now. 
Yeah, and what was your what was your relationship like with Stan Johnson before joining his staff, and what was his pitch to you to kind of build the program that he wants to see at LMU? You know, uh, we actually didn't have a relationship prior to this, but what we did have was uh, we had a couple mutual friends. Uh, uh, Coach Johnson was actually telling me a story a couple of days ago. He had heard some good things about me from two or three guys that you know he really respected that were that guys I knew throughout you know various as- uh, parts of the business. And he obviously wanted to talk to me after hearing about me a couple of times. And uh, we talked a couple of times. I did my research on him. And he's probably the first person I've ever done research on where you could talk to 10 people and everything's the same answer. Wow, Stan Johnson's a great guy, a great human being. He'd be a great guy to work for. So once I knew, you know, his vision and where he wanted to take this program, plus the kind of person he was, I, I couldn't wait to sign up and uh, join him at LMU. So it's just been really exciting. Obviously, the transition for me is a little easier than a lot of other, you know, guys on the staff considering I was here in Los Angeles already. Yeah. But, you know, with everything going on, I remember we were at the Pac-12 tournament uh, at UCLA and the day it got canceled. I was like, I kind of said to myself, like, man, I'm probably going to, you know, I just kind of accepted I was going to come back in this role for another year with, with everything going on. You know, I was like, there's going to yeah. be no travel and nobody's going to be interviewing. And, um, I ended up getting really lucky that the guy who got hired right here in Los Angeles uh, felt good about me and wanted to bring me on. Yeah, no, that's great, and LMU is obviously very lucky to have you. And we've seen, you know, in some of the the rankings of the recruiting class that, despite not being able to really be in contact in person with anyone, you guys have put together some great additions to the team. On top of what was already a good group of talent that was just pretty injured last year, what are your expectations for, you know, outside of not really knowing what the season's going to look like, but just the team uh, going forward and what you guys have for this upcoming season? Uh, my expectations are just making sure everybody gets you know a little bit better every day because at the end of the season that's going to be uh, it's going to add up to something big. Obviously, you know there were some injuries last year and guys are starting to you know come around. I know obviously missing Joe and Damian was a huge part uh, of the program. Uh, excited to you know hopefully have those guys back and uh, obviously Matias not playing is huge. Um, excited to have him back and Cody Pugh who transferred in from Stanford he actually dealt with injuries all last year at Stanford so he's he's you know doing well with his rehab so it's it's a, it's a lot of unknown but you know with the you know level of talent of these guys if we can just get in the gym and work hard and you know buy into what coach is preaching I think you know we'll be com- really competitive throughout the season yeah and you of course have firsthand experience with one of the premier programs in Cal in California and Los Angeles with UCLA we know there's so much competition across the country, and LMU, of course, a beautiful campus, great resources, but has not been in the NCAA tournament uh, in 30 seasons. We know that it's obviously a building process with that, but uh, how do you get LMU to compete with some of these bigger programs and get themselves on the map? Well, I think you got to get really good players. So, you know, recruiting to me is, is number one. Um, developing the you know current players, uh, just, you know, Los Angeles is a place where a lot of people want to be. I mean, why wouldn't you want to be here? This is arguably the biggest media capital in the country. If you, if you come to Los Angeles, no matter what school it is, you're going to be seen. Um, it's funny. I was telling somebody the other day, like I've been at a couple different schools before I was at UCLA, but as far as meeting, being able to meet people in person and establish connections, my one year in Los Angeles trumped anywhere I had been prior to that. Hmm. Um, so just, you know, taking advantage of the city, uh, and obviously this campus is beautiful. Um, the area is just unreal. I mean, it's, it's, I lived here a whole year and I, I didn't know much about it until I started driving around. When I started talking to, to coach Stan, I was like, wow, this is a 
great place to be. And obviously Los Angeles, you have a, a ton of talent, uh, you know, at the high school level. So just trying to keep some of the better players home. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you, like anyone in the coaching business, it's really a grind to kind of work your way up. You've been in some great programs, as you mentioned, starting as a manager at Kansas and then going Cincinnati and UCLA and just being around a lot of winning environment. How, how do you feel like that can just help you in, in your relationships with the players and just kind of showing them that you've been around a lot of winning basketball and helping parlay that into, into more winning with LMU? Well, I think it definitely gives you credibility. Um, you know, guys know where I come from. I've been lucky enough everywhere I've been, we, we've won. Uh, and definitely that wasn't because of me. I, I, I was <laughs> smart. I, I latched on with some pretty good guys and convinced them to let me, you know, jump on the bandwagon. But, you know, it, being able to, you know, especially when I talk to our guys individually, relay stories of guys I've coached in the past. Like, hey, man, he was in your position, uh, you know, three years ago, and now look at him now. Or, hey, he had this injury that he was dealing with, and this is how he dealt with it to get his mind right, to get back and uh, get back playing. So I definitely think it gives you some, some credibility, at least going into your relationships with your current guys. Uh, what have you heard, if anything, about what the next season is going to look like? We know that, you know, scheduling has kind of gone on as normal but we've started to see some different conferences say that they're only going to play conference games and push back their season a little bit have you guys had any indication of uh what the the wcc or the lmu season is going to look like coming up uh, during this pandemic uh, i don't i mean that's that one's a little above my pay grade so i'm not i'm not sure i'm just you know trying to do a good job for coach johnson every day and you know be there for our guys right now and you know we're definitely gonna operate and act like we're getting ready to have a season so uh, we don't know what that holds, but you know, hopefully we'll get some more answers and a little bit of a clearer vision here in the next couple weeks. We mentioned some of the guys on the roster you talked about. Of course, Matias and Damian and Joe coming back from not being with the team last year. Uh, but we know that one of the all-conference performers on the team, of course, is Eli Scott. How much have you seen of his game, and where do you think he can take his game in, in his senior season with LMU and try to hit that next level? Well, I definitely think Eli is a great player. Obviously, I've watched a ton of film on him being in the L.A. area the past year. You know, I've heard a lot about Eli Scott, and uh, I, I think he could definitely continue to improve. He's been a joy, man. He's been such a, a pleasure to get to know over the last couple of weeks. It's been exciting to not only see, you know, his relationship with, you know, the entire coaching staff grow, but, you know, him and I, you know, our, our relationship grow over the last couple of weeks just over the phone. And uh, I, I just really excited about Eli and, you know, uh, excited to see how Coach wants to use him this upcoming year. Yeah, and we uh, LMU put out a, a little video on you, letting the the fans out there get to know you a little bit. Um, in that video, you talked about your all time starting five and your you know the goat that you have on your play. You said Michael Jordan, and then of course yep. for your starting five, you had Magic Johnson, Jordan, LeBron, Tim Duncan, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. If I'm not mistaken, uh, have any of the players pushed back on that or any of the other coaches? I feel like that. In these times, especially with no sports, that's been kind of the debate on who's the greatest, who are the best five. Uh, what's what, have any of those conversations taken place? Uh, I haven't received too much pushback, but I know <laughs> somebody said something about somebody else being the goat, and I think there was a little pushback a couple weeks ago. But uh, <laughs> I forget who I forget who it was. Yeah, I know that's. I guess that's been the biggest one. But I, I, you know, at least for myself as well, I think it's it's hard to to argue against Michael Jordan being the goat as well. And I think, you know, especially a guy like me, you know, growing up, you know, early 90s and, you know, catching the tail end of that uh, that Bulls dynasty, that, you know, that always sticks out with me. That's that's always been kind of the the measuring stick for me for everybody else. Yeah, yeah, same here. And uh, 
And Greg, on the coaching thing, we mentioned you started as a manager. What what initially drove your passion for basketball and to be a coach and knowing that you wanted to get into coaching and kind of take it where you've taken it so far? Um, you know what? I just always loved being in the gym. Um, I kind of knew early that I wasn't going to be, you know, an NBA player or a great college player. And I, I definitely uh, I didn't want to take my hand out of the huddle. Um, wanted to be a part of a team and I wanted to, I knew I wasn't going to play at a high level, but I knew that there was somehow, some way I could be a part of it. Um, and I was lucky, man. I mean, I hit the lottery as far as parents, you know, my mom and dad, I had, I've had some crazy dreams and, you know, wanting to go from New Jersey to Kansas, not, not the average person would think that's a good idea for their kid, but they, you know, I wanted to do it. I wanted to be a manager at a big time program. They pushed me to do it. They held me accountable to make sure I was continuing to to work towards my dreams. So I've always had a passion for it. I was lucky. I had two. I have two younger brothers, and even when I was in high school, I would I would get my workout in, and then I would take those two guys down to the park, um, and I'd work I'd work them out. You know, so that's kind of yeah. how that kind of helped push that that wheel of the coaching. Uh, and you know, my my dad always coached our like you know little league teams and AAU teams, so it's always been in our been in our blood you know a lot of times the uh conversations at the dinner table were a lot a lot of basketball so some people say hey, at the dinner table we're not talking hoops but we were talking a lot of hoops man at the dinner <laughs> table yeah I, I can relate to that one i think that luckily for myself that's been a, a big part of the family as well so i, I can i can relate and greg going forward with the with this team mentioned obviously a lot of the the zoom calls that you guys have done um <clears throat> and developing the relationship with Stan Johnson and, and the rest of the staff. Uh, how well do you feel like you guys have been able to do that, you know, through all these calls and building that rapport with, with the coaching staff? And I know having talked to Stan in the past, he mentioned one and all of his assistants to really be able to do every part of the job well, whether it's recruiting, you know, development. Um, just how do you see that kind of taking fold with this staff and how you guys have been able to, to mesh and blend? I mean, I think we're meshing really well. I mean, it's it's so exciting, like, you know, I, I've done so many Zoom calls and phone calls and FaceTimes with these guys, and you know, times I've been able to meet some some of the guys on our staff. You know, I, I even I even said, you know, hey, this I feel like I've I've known you forever. You know, I feel like this is not the first time I've met you or the second time I've met you. Um, it, it's exciting, man. I mean, you think about our staff, man. I mean, oof. I mean, you got obviously Coach Johnson, uh, Coach Allen Edwards, who's just the head coach at Wyoming. I mean, the guy freaking won national titles as a player at Kentucky, right? I mean, yeah. Think about learning from that guy every day. And then Dave Carter played at St. Mary's, was the head coach at Nevada. I mean, he's coached the WCC. I mean, guy was a great high school player here in L.A. I mean, think about that. Like, if, if you're me and you're trying to sell a kid on the staff that they're going to play play for, I mean, Coach Johnson, great player, coach at tremendous schools. You know, he's a up-and-coming head coach. And then those two guys that have done it before, um, you know, that holds a lot of weight. And obviously, you know, our director of ops, Ricky Munch, I mean, that dude has blown me away, man. I've been able to spend some time with Ricky and talk basketball and, you know, and different things with him. And, I mean, he's 22, 23 years old. And, I mean, that dude's sharp. That dude's going to be a superstar uh, in our business. And, obviously, I've got to know Eric and Shamar a little bit, too, over the last couple months. And, you know, having those guys and their experiences as players here at LMU, I mean, just our staff. I mean, it's just really exciting to, to be a part of this group and, uh, just trying to hold my weight here with these guys, man. No, it seems like there's a lot of positive momentum 
as you said, for good reason with a lot of these coaches and the guys you brought in as players. So I can tell you they're just feeling it out through the fan base. There's definitely a lot of excitement for, for you guys and what you're trying to build here at LMU. So it's it's great to have you all here. And before I let you go, uh, you've had, we know, as we talked about, you've been in a lot of great programs. Are there is there any one game or one moment that stands out to you as one of your best moments in coaching uh, that you've had in the past? Uh, man, I got a couple, man. You got some time? I mean, oh, yeah. I, I let's... can't just give you one. <laughs> can... So, a couple times. Uh, up there, obviously, I remember when I was a student manager at Kansas uh, in 2012, we got a chance to go to the Final Four. Um, and we beat a really good North Carolina team in St. Louis in the Elite Eight. Um, and that was just – it felt like as the clock was ticking down, I mean, it just felt like everything just started rolling in slow motion. Man, I'm like, dude, I'm about to go to the – Final Four a couple of years ago, I was shooting baskets, you know, on a rim with no net at the, <laughs> on the Jersey Shore, like trying to figure out what I was going to do, how I was going to get in this business. Um, so that was obviously being able to go to the Final Four and play in a national title game was a uh, tremendous uh, experience. That that same year at Kansas, uh, we played in what, what at the last time was the last game at the uh, Kansas and Missouri rivalry mm. uh, at, at Allen Fieldhouse. We were down 19 points in the second half. Uh, with like 12 or 11 minutes left, and uh, we made a crazy comeback uh, behind Thomas Robinson and Tyshawn Taylor and ended up beating Missouri in overtime, and that was a unreal uh, game. What was cool about that was it was All-Star weekend, so like all our former players in the NBA were back. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So that, that was a really cool experience. And then obviously at Cincinnati, I was there a long time, and, uh, you know, I, I was a lot more involved as far as, Helping out with game plan and thing like that, things like that. So I, one that really sticks out was uh, I think it was 2018 in March. We played at Wichita State on the last day of the season, uh, and it was like we were both dead tied mm-hmm. to win the uh, American Athletic Conference championship. We ended up uh, winning there at Wichita on their senior day, which no, I mean, come on, nobody wins at Wichita. It's a really tough place to play, and yeah. I remember that being an awesome, uh, awesome celebration. Afterwards, and a couple of years back too, we played uh, Purdue in the NCAA tournament and won on a, uh, or we forced overtime on a buzzer beater, and ended up winning and uh, winning in overtime. And uh, gosh, man, there's so many uh, <laughs> UCLA this past year. A uh, couple. I mean, everyone always talks about. Obviously, it was a big one when we beat Arizona State at home. Uh, Jaime Jaquez hit a big time shot at the buzzer. To, mm-hmm to beat us uh, and they, they had just beat us a couple weeks prior to that but then the one that really sticks out for me from UCLA uh, a couple months ago we were at Colorado and we had a really big win streak going and they had us down about 10 um, they had us down about 10 in the second half we were at like the under 12 timeout and I remember just going into that, that timeout I said alright we're going to find out a lot about this team Are we did we really take the next step are we you know are we just going about to go backwards here and uh we ended up coming back and winning, uh, and that was a really exciting game. That that's that's one of the more recent ones that really uh, that really sticks out. Well, we well as we've talked about, you've had a lot of experience in winning, and just knowing, as you mentioned, the staff you guys have put together, the talent on the team. You know, the the LMU community is very excited, and uh, can't wait to see what you guys are able to to bring forward in that way here with this program. So, Greg, thanks so much for taking the time to come on the show, and looking forward to kind of building these relationships with you guys and seeing you get going and get this program moving forward. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person someday. 
And that's going to do it for this week's edition of the LMU Basketball Podcast. A big thank you again to Greg Yonkowski for coming on the show. And if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. We're also available wherever else podcasts can be found, including Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, whatever you need, we're there on any of those platforms. And of course, the website, Believe.com, and the social media handles at Believe Sports and at Believe Podcast on all of your favorite social media platforms. So with all of that said, we will talk to you again next week. A big thanks again to Greg Gonkowski and a big thanks to you. Until next week, this is the LMU Basketball Podcast, only on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Lions. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.